Hey everyone and welcome back to another Coffee Talk. Today we're going to be doing a kind of like a toss-up between a coffee and a cosmic. It is actually a request from the Discord chat, which I will leave in the show description notes in case you guys want to come and make your own Coffee Talk requests. But today's topic is all about how to not let bad energy or negative energy affect us on the day-to-day, which can be a really difficult thing to do, especially if you work with somebody that you find is negative or you live with somebody, maybe a family member, a loved one, an acquaintance. We're going to go through all of the above and I'm going to break down seven different tips that I find to be super helpful. But before we do, I'm going to leave you guys with the usual, a good old quote to start the vibes today. And this one comes in from Shirley MacLaine saying, dwelling on the negative simply contributes to its power. Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk. Today I am bringing all the best vibes considering today's video is all about how to not let bad energy affect us. I made sure to get all of the energy today just positive and good flowing, I don't know. I'm drinking a coffee out of my new mug. I think I told you guys about this mug a couple episodes ago. It's like a speckled mug with a reindeer on it. Oh, Bentley, are you good? There's a lot going on in this intro, but it's just a little speckled reindeer mug and it's making me all excited for Christmas. I'm really excited for Christmas this year and it feels weird. I'm gonna jump into the episode in a second, but it feels weird that I haven't really posted anything to my personal accounts in a little while, only because I feel like there's just so much going on behind the scenes right now like in terms of just I think I think I don't want to jinx it I don't really don't want to jinx it but maybe if I tell you guys and you keep your fingers crossed for me too it'll do the opposite of jinxing it but I think I found my house which is so exciting I should know more hopefully by the end of this week but yeah I put an offer in on a house and I'm hoping that I get it and if I do oh my god guys this is like the Coe's house of all coziest houses you know what I mean I, I don't know if that actually even makes sense or if you would know what I mean but it is just like it is so, it's like if I were to go on to Sims and make a house that was like goes inspired, but also just, it's just so perfect and that's why I don't want to jinx it. So keep your fingers crossed for me and I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, and if I do get it, then I will be vlogging the whole process and it'll eventually go up on my vlog channel. But that is not what we're here to talk about today. Today, I am actually taking a request. I want to pull it up. I've been taking your guys' requests off of the Discord chat, so I'll leave a link to that in the description notes down below. If you guys want to come join the Discord chat, there is a full chat that's just for Coffee Talk requests, but there's also a bunch of other chat rooms where everybody just updates each other and it's really fun. So this one actually comes in from Writerly Hacker, and she said, Coffee Talk idea, how to recollect yourself quickly after talking to a toxic person who you can't avoid. You can't always avoid the toxic person. It might be a colleague or a boss, but there should be a way to get back into a groove without wasting hours or ruining the day. There is, isn't there? And nine of you guys upsourced it and eight of you guys hearted it. So I decided to make a full talk today while we sit over a caffeinated beverage and dissect this. Although Bentley's gonna one up on the bed now. So one moment. So I feel like we've all experienced this before, whether it is a colleague, sometimes it can even be a friend or a family member. It can be a stranger. It can be online. It can be offline. Either way, I feel like bad energy has the ability to kind of catch us anywhere. And it's especially difficult when it comes from people that we absolutely cannot get away from, like a colleague or a family member or a good friend 
or someone you live with, anything like that. So we're gonna go into all of those things today, but before we do, I feel like one of the things that I love just exploring and understanding. I'm actually reading a book right now called The Highly Sensitive Person, which I highly recommend if any of you guys are about to identify with this, but I feel like we're seeing more and more people identify as empaths. And if you don't know what an empath is, it just basically means that you're able to absorb the energy of those around you. And a lot of the times, I mean, whether or not you consider yourself to be an empath, it could also just mean that you're a highly sensitive person, that you pick up on subtle cues, that you pick up on subtle things. It can even just be down to someone's facial expression, their body language, the way that they're moving or flowing. It's like you can catch their mood. And if you're an empath, the difficulty with that sometimes is if you are around negative energy or you're around more difficult energy and you're picking up on it, it can be hard sometimes not to absorb it and almost take it on as your own energy. So if you are looking for deeper research into that, I do recommend The Highly Sensitive Person. I am not finished it. I'm literally only like two chapters into the book and it is a lot. Like it's definitely going to pull apart your emotional baggage just all the way from childhood and it is very releasing but it isn't it's an intense read especially if you actually are a highly sensitive person you will feel highly sensitive reading this book but you'll also feel seen it's amazing that's not necessarily what I'm going to be talking about today but I do feel like we're seeing more people identify as empaths and honestly I don't think this is like an ego thing I really truly think that the world globally at large is kind of awakening in a sense or elevating like all of us are evolving and due to that more people are going to identify as empaths. So the problem with that is if you do tend to work with, live with, love, um, are friends with or associate yourself with people that tend to be negative or worse toxic then it can be really hard to protect your energy, to protect the things you're trying to manifest in your life, especially if it's coming from people you love. I think that it's important to generally have a good idea of things you can do to bypass that negative energy or to stop it from absorbing and affecting you on the day to day. And I listed out my top tips in terms of not letting bad energy affect you and they are as follows. So first and foremost, I feel like we need to state the obvious, which is if you can, cut them out. This is, again, if you are a highly sensitive person or you're an empathic person, this can actually be a really difficult thing to master. And it's literally just cutting people out and you don't owe people an excuse. You don't owe people an explanation. If you have people in your life that are toxic or even just regularly negative, and we're going to talk about the difference of those things in just a bit, cut them out if they are not your family, if they are not tied to you anyway, if they're not like your coworker. I think back to my earlier 20s or even in my teenage years and people that I associated with or allowed myself to continue to just like spend time and energy on because I felt bad not doing that. Like if they asked me to hang out, I would be like, yeah, sure. Or like things like that. And I would just do it just because I was like, well, they mean well. Like I don't think anybody wants to be toxic. I don't think anybody wants to be negative. But really what that was was just bad boundaries. It was bad self-respect. And I think that as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at realizing that there's nothing to feel guilty about or wrong by 
in terms of cutting people out of your life that just soak up all your energy, that absorb all your energy, that suck you dry or make you feel just overall negative or crappy for whatever reason. And I think the part that I, I get stuck on the most is the guilty part of it because it's one thing to kind of slowly phase yourself away from somebody, but then to do that and not feel guilty about it, because when you feel guilty about it, they still have that negative control over you because you're like, I feel bad for this person. But if you do have that tendency, I feel like the best advice I'd give is to try and talk it out with the person first. And if they still like can't see that they're being negative or whatever, then just cut them out. But you don't have to do that. You can just skip to right cutting them out. And I know this can't work for everyone. Like I said, if these are people in your family, if these are people that you work with, I feel like those are the two main ones that come to mind when I think of people you can't just cut out. But you do get a choice in friends, you do get a choice in lovers, you get a choice in acquaintances, and you also get a choice in how much time and energy you spend with other people. So just empower yourself by using that choice, activating that choice, and if you have the option to cut somebody out of your life that is super negative or worse, incredibly toxic, then just do it. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be comfortable by any means, but it's a good lesson to learn. It's a good muscle to build. And it'll just, I think with age, it gets easier because you just, your tolerance for stuff just gets so much smaller, but it's all a learning lesson. And if you have that option, execute it, use it, just cut them off. What if it's not somebody you can cut out? What if it is someone in your family or like originally requested a colleague? Then what can you do to protect not only yourself and your energy, but the things you're manifesting on a day to day? Because I mean, whether or not you want to get cosmic about this, our perspectives and the energy we put out is what we attract back. So even if you don't mean to, every choice you make is a manifestation of something that's first created in your mind. And that is why it's so important to protect ourselves from negative energy. Not all the time, because we do need that human experience and that range of feeling positive and negative emotions, but it's important to protect your general, I would say like habitual way of being, especially if you are trying to manifest or if you're just going about your day, not really thinking about what you're manifesting, you're still manifesting. So how do you protect those things from people that you can't just cut out? So my second tip is to understand why people are negative. And there's a really easy way you can do this. And it's to think back to times that you've been negative because we've all been there. Like, it's not like anybody was just born and spent their entire lives just being like positive hippies and loving and caring all the time. We've all had negative reactions to certain things, but why are we negative and what turns negativity into being a toxic person? Here's the thing. If you are an empath, use that gift right now to think about what it is that makes people negative. Think about the fact that you pick up on the negativity, where's the source? And if you dig into that sensitivity, odds are you can figure out where it is. And the reason why we're looking at why people are negative is not to again shift that guilt or that sense of like, oh, like I feel bad for them. Like they're negative for this reason. That's not why we're doing this. We're doing this because it's, if you understand why behaviors show up the way they do, it's easier to, I guess, like unpersonalize it and realize that it's not really about you, especially when somebody is negative or toxic, even if it's spewed in your direction, 
it rarely ever has anything to do with you. Just like when we're feeling negative and we take it out on other people, it's nothing to really do with them. It's usually because we're feeling bad about ourselves. The thing about being human and being human beings in general is that we tend to run on patterns, whether we recognize this or not. Everything you do, even if you pick out your routine or you don't, you do most things automatically. And this actually, it's, it's hardwired. We're hardwired that way for a reason, because if we had to consciously think of every single thing we had to do down to breathing, we would be so overwhelmed and over aroused by life. So a lot of the things that we do, especially our thoughts, and our, I guess you might say like manual settings every single day are quite, what's the word I'm looking for? Repetitive, rep ritual, routine, it doesn't matter. Everything that we do think, say, most of the times unless we're consciously affecting it or aware of it and trying to push it in a new direction are very automatic. That was the word I was looking for. And because of this, if you tend to let, like let's say, a few days go by of feeling negative and then a few more days go by of feeling negative, you might notice that you've fallen into sort of like a negative rut and this is so normal and this isn't to say that you should run away from negative feelings when you're experiencing them, but it's just like any kind of bad habit and thinking negatively, I don't want to say it's like a bad habit because I don't want to... I think that there's a lot of spiritual bypassing a lot of the times with feeling positive all the time. It's just not possible, but it's just being able to catch yourself, just like talking badly of people. You want to catch yourself when you do it so you can stop it and stop it from ingraining itself into a habitual pattern. The thing that's difficult with uh, brushing up against people that tend to be stuck in a negativity loop is that most people, unless, like we just said, are consciously trying to break a chain or a habit, don't. And so habits and especially negative habits can start to become like almost like a part of someone's character or identity. Again, even if they don't mean it, just like if you can think of somebody that you know to be super negative or toxic per se, it's not to say that who that person is down to their core is negative or toxic. It's just to say that they have exhibited that behavior so much that you now identify that as part of their characteristics. And most people won't break these chains unless there's a reason to do so. Being negative has become a comfort zone. It's become a familiarity that it's almost like if they weren't negative, they would feel vulnerable or unsafe. And a really good personal example of this, <laughs> I'm gonna dive right into my therapy right now, but I have this like problem with feeling uh, generally safe and happy in a loving, vulnerable state. And that honestly is a habitual pattern. It's like as soon as I get comfortable around somebody and they're making me really happy, I will instantly start looking for problems. I'll shut down. I'll like pull up all of these just like, I would call them like defense mechanisms if you will, but it happens and I, I dig into that with my therapist and it's literally because being happy for just my hardwiring, especially if it's in terms of relations, like in relation to somebody else, is a very vulnerable state for me, apparently. And because of that, it's like more comfortable for me to be, 
either distant with people or like to not let my happiness be affected by other people because that way if they just up and leave or disappear like I I can still make myself happy you know what I mean this is a really deep and personal example but it's the same thing with negativity it's like there might actually be this person that's really negative that you love or a co-worker that is super toxic all the time and it might actually be rooted down to the fact that happiness is too vulnerable that feeling positive about situations has hurt them in the past before and because of that it's more comfortable to stay toxic or to stay negative. It's not your responsibility to carry that weight for them, but I do think that there is an important empowerment, especially with people that you can't cut out of your life, to understand where their negativity is coming from because it, again, like I said, it makes it easier to detach from the personalization that comes from especially negative attacks, but just in general negativity. Usually, I would say 99% of the time, self-imposed negativity and it has nothing to do with you. And if you can remember anything from today's chat, it's that like attracts like. So we're gonna get into how to block yourself from this energy, but jealousy attracts jealousy. Negativity attracts negativity. Gossip attracts gossip. So just be aware when you're catching, and I think that this can be the most difficult with loved ones and friendships, when you're catching that kind of negative energy coming from people who you think love you and you're kind of shocked at first or confused at first, it's not to say that they don't love you. It's not to say that they don't cherish you or care about you or that they wish ill will upon you. If you have a friend that seems to be really negative or talking badly about you or seems to like have a jealousy issue or a loved one who's being super negative and shutting you out or talking down to you, it again has very little to do with you and more to do with what's going on inside of them and hopefully they'll have that self-actualization and awareness in order to see it and shift it but it's not your responsibility to carry and it's probably got very little to do with you. Alright guys, we've got five more tips on how to protect yourself from negative energy but before we jump in I want to leave you guys with some of the sponsors that brought you guys today's episode so now we're gonna break down the difference between what is a toxic person versus what is a negative person because I do think that it's important to differentiate the two and I think it's important to be able to see the difference between someone who is toxic versus someone who is just experiencing some negative emotions in the moment so not every single person who is in a negative mood is a toxic person and I'm sure you already know that because I mean, you've probably felt negative moods before. Heck, even just this weekend, I got into a bad mood for a solid like three hours and then it just kind of went away on its own. And I think that that is, again, normal. This is not, like this chat in general, I feel like there's no way that it's, I don't want to label people, you know what I mean? Because we're all humans, we're all just trying to like figure out this experience and figure ourselves out and figure out all the, like I said, stuff that happened in the first like seven to ten years of life and how it just ripples out and affects the rest of your life. Like we're all just in that lost sauce of human experience and all of that. Which means we all, all of us, have experienced negative energy from ourselves or being a negative person ourselves at one time or another. The reason why I'm putting this as a way to protect yourself is because I think remembering this is so important in terms of, again, I guess like detaching from the personalization that we get from these negative attacks. If you can think back to a time where you were maybe being negative, how you were triggered, how you reacted, and the effects of your reaction, it can, again, 
and not that it's your responsibility to help somebody else with their negative emotions or reactions, but I think again, it just creates that space that you can put between you and the other person, that you are allowing them to kind of have that space to feel negative or feel however they're feeling. And it's putting more distance between you two with a bit of grace, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I can understand how one time when I was feeling this way, I reacted super negatively. This is kind of a similar situation. I can see where they're coming from. I'm gonna give them the space that they needed because that's what I felt I needed in that moment. And yes, you are internalizing somebody else's experience, but again, I feel like it's coming from the root of trying to understand and trying to create uh, like a distance between you and the negative energy and like allowing them to just like poof, let the cloud of negativity poof around them, let the dust fall, and then that distance can go back away. Again, this is specifically with people that we love or care about or even work with. But see, the difference between negative moments or negative people that are being negative in the moment and a toxic person is that there's moments in between that are either neutral or positive to balance everything out because I don't think that everybody is always positive or even neutral. We all experience the range of human emotions. So even we can be negative at times and then even just a couple hours later be positive or neutral. And that is the difference between somebody that's just going through like a negative moment or maybe even like a negative month or year where negative people will go through that moment, go through maybe even like a day or two of feeling negative Odds are it does have that moment of self-actualization and they come back and they either apologize or they just like neutralize the situation. They're just aware of it. They might even feel a sense of guilt. I'm thinking about all the times like you're probably identifying times that you've been maybe negative and afterwards you felt just terrible because you knew you affected the energy of the room and you're like, gosh, I hate when I do that. That's the difference because somebody that is toxic will do that purposely. They will affect the energy in the room purposely. They will stir up the negativity and the drama purposely because it's almost like a thriving off of it. And again, I don't think we're born that way by by nature. I don't think anyone down to their core wants to behave that way. But again, I feel like that is for that person or those types of people to go to therapy and find out why that is because it's probably deeply lodged somewhere within those first few childhood years. Number four is I think a very important tip or step and it's one that if you're around my age at all actually I feel like age is so irrelevant you might just be going through this at some you will go through this at some point in your life maybe you're before it past it or in the middle of it and I feel like I'm kind of at the end I was in the middle but now I'm towards the end of learning this lesson but it's to set healthy boundaries and this is so difficult because it's kind of different for every single person so this tip is especially especially important for the people in your life whose opinions you respect and care about. Because like we just said, everybody can go through negative feelings or emotions and it doesn't make them toxic, which means that even the people you respect, admire, and you know cherish and value in terms of their opinions, they're human. They will probably go through 
periods of time in life, they're flawed. Everybody's flawed. And there will be times where maybe they're feeling negative and it can deeply affect you. And this is where having healthy boundaries is so important. Let's say you have a family member who means really well and cares about you and wants to protect you and to see you succeed and thrive, but their way of doing so is by constantly questioning your choices or doubting your dreams or not supporting your ideas because they think they know better. And this is where the healthy boundary comes in. I think the number one important healthy boundary to set above all else is to understand that you know you better than anybody else, which means you know what's best for you better than anybody else. That isn't to say that people that know you really well don't know what's best for you. It's just that when it boils down to it, you have to stick with you. If there's one thing I pulled from the Untamed book by Glennon Doyle, I read it back in the summer, but I always come back to this, is do not abandon yourself. No matter what the situation, never abandon yourself, especially when you're brushed up against somebody you love, respect, and admire, who's maybe kind of casting some negative doubts or negative energy on things that you were really excited about or looking forward to or you believe are right for you. So this is why it's important and this is ways that you can maybe sense this type of negative energy that might be coming from a positive place or positive intentions, whether someone's criticizing your dreams, shaming your desires, almost like encouraging negative emotions or encouraging you to feel low, putting little pieces of doubt inside your mind, especially, and this is where it gets super tricky with like the toxic type, is they do it in such a manipulative way that you might not even see it happening, or attempting to kind of scare you out of taking big leaps or big chances in life. And again, I think that a lot of those things can come, especially from family members and loved ones and friends that might really, really care about you. But I think that this can happen at work too. And I think it can come from positive or negative intentions. People might be putting doubts in your mind and scaring you from taking a big leap at work because they're jealous of how good they think you are. But you might also have friends and loved ones that are telling you not to chase that dream or not to chase the love of your life because they don't think that it's right for you. And that is coming from a place of wanting to protect you. But you know you better than anybody else and your boundary is allowed to be I know what's best for me and that's it. So here are some practice reinforcements you can use in this situation. For instance, I appreciate your concern, but I know what I want slash I know what I'm doing. Perfect, leave it at that, and if it comes any further than that, then you just keep saying, I appreciate your concern, but I know what I want, slash I know what I'm doing. You don't have to say the slash, just pick any one of those. Or you could say, that may be your case or your opinion, but that doesn't make it my truth. And this is what I mean by healthy boundaries. Just because somebody else sees something as truth doesn't mean it's universal truth. And your truth can be different, and you're allowed to remind people that. Another really good one, and feel free to practice this one often, and it's tying back up to an earlier tip, but it's to say, I just need some space right now. And you can use this on people that you love and cherish and respect and admire more than anything in the world. You can use this with a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a family member, a parent, a best friend. You can just say like, hey, I need some space right now. And that is you putting up your boundary. And it's not, it's nothing against the person that you're saying it to. It may just be that you can't see clearly with this kind of like negative notion that's coming down on from somebody you care about and love and it's affecting you. So you can say, hey, I love you to death, but I just need some space right now while I figure whatever this is out. And that is setting a healthy boundary for you. Making decisions for yourself at sticking to those decisions, going after your dreams, 
all of that, the easier this step becomes and the better you get at putting up boundaries with people. And this isn't to say that you can't weigh out the option of somebody who gave you a pretty valid piece of information or opinion. It's just to say that to never let it outweigh your own information, your own research, your own opinion, your own knowledge. If you have a parent that you love to get advice from, get their advice, but if it still doesn't sit well with you and you still believe you know something to be different about yourself or what you want in life, anything like that, coworkers too, then trust your gut. The fifth tip is to figure out what triggers you. And this is a really uncomfortable tip because we don't like being triggered now, do we? But when you figure out what triggers the effect it has on you, then you become, you know, knowledge is power. You become more aware of what things you need to kind of steer away from and what things are just bound to bounce off of you. And a really good example of this is I've opened up a lot online about dealing with body image issues and disordered eating. So, I know that that's one of my triggers. I know it because anytime I'm around, including people I love more than anything in the world, and I'm watching them track calories or make comments about people's weight or their changes in body shape, like if they're like noticing it on somebody else, or if I notice other disordered eating, those things are instant triggers for me. And it's almost like, you know the metaphor about how negativity is like the ocean and you're a boat and you don't have to let the water in or something like that? I think figuring out your triggers is figuring out what pokes holes in your boat. And for me, that pokes holes in my boat. I know as soon as I get around that kind of energy or, and it can be unintentional. I think that society at large is obsessed with weight and body image and diet culture. And so I think that it is so entrenched in so many things that it's hard to escape sometimes. But when I catch it around people, I really value respect and love. I can't help it. I know it has nothing to do with me, but that pokes a hole in my boat and I feel the negativity seep in. And it's important to know these triggers because that is not anybody else's responsibility. I mean, obviously I hope and wish that everybody could disassociate from diet culture, but that's not everybody's journey, but it is mine. And knowing that, that, that it's a trigger for me, it allows me to protect myself better, to again, activate my boundaries, to leave a situation that's making me feel really uncomfortable, or to bring it up to people that I'm really close to and be like, hey, that's kind of a really warped way of thinking about food. Maybe we could talk about that for a second if that's if the if the situation constitutes that reaction you know everybody's energy is their own responsibility and going back to being an empath that can be really hard because it still means that your energy is your responsibility but this is where you can take ownership of that responsibility by learning what your triggers are and learning what aren't your triggers because there are going to be times where people are negative and it bounces right off of you, right? I'm sure you can think about times where people are just being stupid silly and you're just like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't affect me. But if you can notice when it does affect you, and that's pretty much the practice tip in this tip in general, is next time you notice someone's energy affecting you badly, catch it notice it and find what's poking the hole in the boat. Because if you can do that, if you notice that you're not sure why, but someone being around you is really making you feel some type of way, dissect it in the moment and find what is it that this person is doing that's poking a hole in my damn boat. And you don't have to do this, but it is probably wise to write it down somewhere, whether in an iPhone's note, just keep a locked note of your own negativity triggers because 
knowledge is power and it's going back to the boundaries thing but it allows you to use that knowledge to allow things even that do poke holes in your boat to bounce off of you because you know it's coming you know so with two more tips to go and they are very important ones I'm gonna leave you guys with one last little ad break before we jump into the final ways to protect yourself from bad energy So the sixth way that you can protect yourself from negative energy is for, it's a lot for the cosmics out there, but even if you're not like a cosmic-y type person, hear me out. You can create a positivity or negativity shield, whatever you want to call it. Regardless of what you believe in, whether you are spiritual or you're not, there's no denying that our perspective creates our reality. Just like we were saying, what we think is the choices that we then create and manifest in our lives or the lens that we're looking at life through, everything. Have you ever felt a moment go from one emotion to a complete new one just on a shift in perspective? That is what I mean in terms of what you believe in will become your reality. So if you believe that your shield works, it will work. Just like if you don't believe that your shield will work, it won't work, you know? So believing in this tip and, and understanding and anchoring and solidifying that, you know what, I'm gonna protect myself like 100% and do it in whatever way makes me feel like I have bulletproofed my energy for the day, it will work. Just find the way that works best for you. So there's a couple ways you can do this. Uh, if you're a visual person, you can do some sort of visualization. I once, okay, I was on a plane once that had really, really bad turbulence and it was scaring the crap out of me and I was flying slash traveling alone. So I closed my eyes and I pictured Every time I picture my papa's energy, I picture it as a golden aura. And I pictured this golden aura just encompassing the entire plane. And I was like, this aura, this shield is keeping us safe. And I'm not kidding you, like, I wanna say like minutes later, the turbulence just stopped, the rest of the flight went great, and that made me feel empowered and secure and safe in that moment. And that's just one example of visualizing your shield. You can picture that bubble around you in any way. You can picture it sparkly, I don't know, any color you want. It doesn't need to be a bubble. I like to think of bubbles because of the whole bouncing idea. Like if the energy comes, it just bounces off my bubble and goes back out somewhere else, not into anyone in particular. But you can also use mantras like I, I only allow or I only absorb light and love um, or I, I let this pass through me if you're catching yourself feeling negative or someone's negative energy you can just be like I'm letting this pass through me I'm letting this pass through me and then kind of just I'm a visual person so I instantly go to visualizations even if I'm using a mantra but I picture their energy literally just going through all my atoms and past me but let's say none of that is really your thing you're not really into the spiritual world you can create just like we talked about patterns habits and non-conscious routine things and habitual things we tend to do, you can use that to your advantage and pick a necklace, pick an item, something you keep on you that you have symbolized as a form of protection. An example of this is, I'm gonna use my papa again, I always use my papa for protection um, just because I feel his energy all the time and I've had psychics tell me they see his energy around me so it's just so potent for me. But there's this crystal, I actually brought it to Bali with me when I went to do my yoga teacher training. It's actually back there and it's this golden color just like the aura that I picture him in and anytime I'm doing something or going somewhere that makes me nervous I keep this crystal on me and I tell myself that it's my papa protecting me is it 
Who knows? I'll probably never know, but telling my brain that and getting my brain on board with that idea works. It makes me more confident. It makes me feel more secure in whatever uncomfortable situation I'm in. You can also do this with a necklace. You can put a crystal on a necklace. You can even just have a certain necklace or piece of jewelry that symbolizes something. Heck, you can get a protection tattoo put on you if you want to. Just if you are young enough that your parents care about that, please don't tell them that was my idea. You can get anything to symbolize your protection and use that as a shield and allow things to bounce off that shield or use a mantra to anchor yourself in your intention of not letting negative energy affect you. And I saved the hardest one for last. I do think that the setting boundaries is a close competitor with this one, but this is definitely the hardest tip and it's a lifelong journey in my opinion, but it is to stop caring what other people do, say, and think. I actually truly do believe, I mean, I'm not qualified to say that this is backed by science or anything like that, but I've read enough books to believe this, that it is part of our human nature to want to be accepted by the pact. It's like instinctual, you know? We need to know that we belong because to be an outcast way back in the day usually meant death, it meant not surviving. It's like we need each other. So that has evolutionized into what it's become today, which is caring so much about what other people think about us. And I wanna do like a full talk on this another time because I do think it's really important to dissect that because I feel like the minute that we allow ourselves to care too much about what people think, especially about us and what we do and how we live our lives, it is is like the fastest catalyst for failure and I say that truly from experience like I feel in my entire online career I can tell when I wasn't caring what people thought because I felt happy I felt free I felt like I was just creating for myself versus when it started to become I would say more like uh, I like peaked in terms of becoming my main career. My online existence started to change a little bit because I became so entrenched in what people thought and how many negative responses I got and how many thumbs down I used to get on things and it used to affect me so much and it felt like as soon as I started to care more than I cared about why I was even creating in the first place, things just started rapidly going downhill because that is the fastest way to disempower yourself and to wreak havoc and cause failure in whatever it is you're trying to do. And I know that it's not easy to just be like, well, I'm just not gonna care anymore because if it was that easy, none of us would care. But so many people are afraid of failure. They're afraid of embarrassment. They're afraid of maybe even happiness, kind of like we were talking about earlier. They're afraid of missing out. They're afraid of like other people getting things before they do. They are, it's like a lack mindset. It's, they're stuck in a lack mindset and I think we've all experienced that lack mindset before because we've all felt negativity and that's what negativity is. It is a lack mindset. The problem is that when people are in a state of lack, when they believe in the state of lack, when they are completely detached from the idea of abundance, the next step is usually pulling other people into that same energy, that same mindset of lack. The problem is if you care too much what other people think, most people unfortunately are stuck in that lack mindset, aren't stuck in a thought or a mindset or a current of abundance and therefore protect yourself, protect your energy otherwise you will fall into that state of lack and you'll start doubting yourself and you'll start believing the few negative even if you get a 
plethora of positive. Trust me, again, like I feel like if you guys know me, if you've been listening to my coffee talks or watching any of my online content long enough, you'll know the, the main, I wanna say like 90, it is, I can tell you the actual analytical 99.6% of you guys that are constantly thumbsing me up and sending me positive vibes all the freaking time, but it doesn't matter if you care what people think too much, positive or negative, it can just be that 0.6 negative percent that drags you down into a state of lack. And it has nothing to do with you. It just has everything to do with being in that state of lack. And if you have been in that state of lack, you know what it feels like. It feels good to pull other people down with you. It sucks, but it's so true. It's human. It's like, oh, okay, they don't have it figured out either. Good, I feel better. Or, oh, that person seems really happy. That's threatening to me. I don't like that because I don't feel really happy. Let's tear that person down or, you know, and again, I don't think that this is, I'm not trying to say that like people are innately toxic or negative. I just think that people innately want to protect themselves and people that are in a state of lack that see other people being unique, that see other people going completely against the grain, being unapologetically themselves, but they don't feel like they've given themselves that freedom, that is threatening, that is vulnerable, that is something that they shouldn't feel that way, they should feel the way I feel, let's make them feel that way. And if you give people the power to do that, you will also end up feeling that way. Basically what I'm getting at here is protect your damn energy and unravel as much as you can from what other people think. And I know that that's impossible, at least to the extent of not having any awareness of what people think, because it is, like I said, ingrained into our DNA. We can't help but be aware of what is trending or what people are saying about us, especially if we can read it or see it or hear it. In my experience, I think the best practice when you're confronted with those types of situations is to picture yourself feeling abundant. Picture what abundance means to you. Picture whatever it is that you are working towards or you dream of or things in your day-to-day -day that make you happy. And I know that that's cliche because it's kind of like picture what you're grateful for, but truly and honestly, when you do, that is going back into that abundance mindset. And when you do that, that's the energy that you start attracting again. It keeps you away from the lack mindset. And it's not easy to do, especially if you're getting bombarded with a lot of lack energy and negative energy to just not care about it. But we have all the, I like the word plethora today, we have all the plethora of tips above us that we just talked about to protect us from that energy. And this tip, learning not to care what people think, is a lifelong journey and you'll get better at it with time and age, at least I've been told. I think I already told you to take something earlier, but if you do take anything as we end today's chat on negative energy, it is this. Other people's emotions, ideas, opinions, energy, all of it is not your responsibility. So when it comes to not caring about what people think, let go of other people's weight and learn to only carry your own. You can be aware of their weight, you can be aware of what they believe, think, say, etc. But it's not yours to carry. It's only up to you to carry your own weight, opinions, energy, etc. Everything else is just dead weight. Put it down. And trust me, Karma will handle the rest. And that's not to say karma has a vengeance for the people that are toxic or negative, but it's just like we said, like attracts like. So you don't have to do anything to teach a lesson to the people that are toxic or negative. Unfortunately, they'll attract what they've created. So there you guys have it. Those are all of my tips on how to not let 
bad energy affect you? If you have any tips or anything you want to add to the conversation, again, feel free to jump over onto the Discord chat or if you're on YouTube to comment it down below. I've actually screenshotted a bunch of your requests from Discord and I've been loving doing a bunch of just brainstorming and conversation, you know, topic starters for all the coffee talks based on what you guys want to hear and see. So I've been loving that. And thank you so much to Writerly Hacker from Discord for sending in this request. I hope this gave you at least somewhat of an answer to what you were looking for and some tips you can take into work with your colleagues, which girl, I feel for you. I have no colleagues, but I get it to an extent. I get it. And aside from that, I'll talk to all of you guys next week. Bye guys.